Players and owners don't meet today as we still don't have spring baseball, and that's depressing. But we got the NFL Combine coming up. We got WrestleMania around the corner. There's some interesting things happening there. And Cain Velasquez, he might kill you if you're a child molester. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Canadian Biggie. And we are flying solo with each other this time uh, via Zoom. So good to see you, brother. And man, I see you got the gun show out here a little bit. It's been warm today. I I mean, it it feels like spring is almost here. It better be. If we go back into a cold spell, I might go postal. <laughs> I usually we associate spring with baseball season being here. So have you enjoyed spring training so far? I mean, do you have optimism about the Mariners? Like just what is your take so far on uh spring ball? Well, seeing as how there has been no spring ball, I'm extremely optimistic about the Mariners. Nothing's went <laughs> wrong yet. There's no reason to believe they won't win the division. Uh I mean, I was talking about that Monday and we took a night off last night because we had the State of the Union address, but we are not here to talk politics. So we're not even going to bring it up again. We're just telling you why we weren't here last night. But, you know, baseball, the owners, they extended the deadline. They, you know, said they made the best offer on Tuesday for the players and the players did not back down. They are standing together. The owners are the one canceling the games. And I know some people are just like pissed that they can't get along, but I'm really on the player's side here so far, but I I haven't really paid attention to any developments today. Has anything changed or are they still miles apart? No, they couldn't meet today. I don't know if there's some type of rule they can only meet so many days in a row, so they can't meet again until tomorrow. So maybe tomorrow evening we might have a little bit more of a clearer picture, but I'm with the players on this one because they waited – so long before they even came to the table that had they really wanted to get something done, they would have been meeting a month ago. And then you come out, Rob Manfred, he's sitting there like laughing when he's announcing they're canceling games. And to be realistic, they could come to an agreement this weekend, still start the season on time. I I agree with you 100%. And I think that's why they took a a cautionary approach by just canceling two series, because you can very easily undo that. The, the the whole tactic is what you described, though, is they waited until the 11th hour and then they came up with the deadlines and negotiation time frames and all those things and, and tried to put the players up against the wall because they're coming off of a year ago where they missed time and they missed paychecks. So maybe they'll be desperate and make a deal. So the owners played hardball and the the damn players got concrete bats, you know, so they're ready to play hardball. And. If it means that we miss some time and we get some hopefully inroads here to help the the game long term, I'm all for it. But I don't think that's really going to do anything as far as when it comes to like the younger fans and growing the audience. And right now, it's just a matter of can we get on the field and actually enjoy baseball, or is this going to extend into the the summer? Uh, I mean, at this point, who knows? The owners are frustrating because they're making more money than they ever have in the history of baseball, yet they can't find a way to take a guy like Mike Trout and make it so everyone on the East Coast knows his face and his name. And if he's playing the Yankees or the Red Sox, every kid that's 12 years old is like, oh, it's a seven o'clock game tonight. We can watch them. We got to check it out. They're making money hand over fist, but they don't know how to market their players so the game doesn't grow. 
Yeah, and and if you get time, listeners, go and look at the proposal that the Players Association is asking for, and go look at what the league is is offering back as their counter proposal. And it's it's sad. Like they're they're millions and millions of dollars apart when it comes to like the arbitration pool and things like that. So it's just it's not even close. And all the players are trying to do is take care of the younger players. So there's actually some purpose here. They're not. It's not Manny Machado and Mike Trout and. Mookie Betts and guys like that trying to get more. It's trying to take care of the guy who's on his third year of service and doesn't want to get hosed by arbitration because he plays for the Pirates and they don't want to pay any money out because, you know, they're the Pirates. Yeah. Like, what year is this? We still have guys who have service time issues. They won't let them play from the opening day. Yeah. Uh, arbitration. Like, this is 2022. Time to move forward a little bit. It, it's a it's a shame, man. Uh, and I, you I know what I, I'd like to see? What's that? Not to interrupt you. You know, we, we kind of discussed uh, our boy Pat McAfee earlier. Let's have these guys, owners and players, <laughs> celebrity death match type. Hey, just a, a good segue. That was one of the things we were talking about is, you know, and I think we, we've made like memes and things like that in the past with, uh, I think, Dave Gettleman for the Giants having a match with The Undertaker at WrestleMania because it was in New York that year. But the, the whole thing uh, with wrestling, Pat McAfee, who – it is arguably one of the hottest names in sports. And one of my favorite things is like, we're, and we'll talk briefly on Aaron Rodgers here in a second, but you know, there's all these uh, reporters and insiders trying to break news about Aaron Rodgers. And the news is going to be broken by a guy that doesn't wear sleeves. Yes. The only one he's willing to give that info to is his boy, Pat McAfee. You know why that is, or one of the reasons I was reading the story where Rodgers had this uh, charitable event and Pat McAfee was there and McAfee had been doing stand-up comedy and he asked him, Hey, can you just do a bit? And McAfee's like, just cold. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know blah, 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 <laughs> this. Rogers introduces him and he does like 15 minutes and just kills the room. And from that point forward, Rogers like, all right, that's my boy. Yeah. They, I mean, he's been loyal and consistent to him. And uh, you know, I, I think I, you were sick last week, but I can't remember if I mentioned or not. I watched the whole podcast uh, video version of Brock Lesnar when he was on the Pat McAfee show. And like, that was that's, good. Dude, that's like grade A television. Uh, and it's a podcast, but like it's worth watching the YouTube video. But anyway, the rumors out there is that Pat McAfee, who's already had experience in the wrestling ring against Adam Cole, baby. But now this time it might be against Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon on the grandest stage of them all at WrestleMania. So your thoughts on potentially seeing 75-year-old Vince McMahon and SmackDown commentator and sports aficionado Pat McAfee square off? I want to see it. You want to know why the WWE, WWF is as big as it is? Hulk Hogan is known by every household in America. The Rock is as big of a movie star as he is. He built himself there, Stone Cold, all these guys. Because Vince McMahon is 75, 76 years old. He's worth $2.2 billion. Billion. He'll, he'll get in the ring at WrestleMania, rip his shirt off, and give the fans what they want to see. He is willing to do what it takes to put butts in the seat. That's why they're so big. And I would love to see it because at 75, 76 years old, you know he's going to come out there ripped and put on a show. And I know a lot of people are like, I don't want to see a 75-year-old wrestle. And, you know, they're probably not really going to put on a clinic. It's not going to be Ric Flair versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. You know what I mean? But 
You ain't got many opportunities left to see Vince McMahon strut down the aisle one more time and wear that that muscle tank and just yep. show how bad he is. And of course, McAfee's going to go over. But anyway, I, I think McMahon's going to be on McAfee's podcast uh, this week, maybe tomorrow, I think. So I think that's where it's going to kind of hopefully take shape. So anyway, outside of that, I have no excitement level whatsoever for WrestleMania, but that would actually make me want to tune in. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like Vince is out there trying to throw the figure four on a guy. He'll be a guy who puts a show on as far as his antics. And then you never know, there will be a few uh, surprise guys that enter the ring. But I would like to see it. If If they do it, I'll watch. So I'll tell you one guy that won't be at WrestleMania. He had a brief run in WWE. Uh, Kane Velasquez is not going to be there. Really? Is Kane Velasquez a hero? Somebody uh, told me he's a hero. He might be a hero. I don't know, but he's a he's a reckless hero. I, I have to. I, the facts are still coming out on this, but he apparently uh, uh, was listening to Bohemian Rhapsody because Mama, I killed a man. But uh, he, I, I don't think he killed. He shot somebody. But I guess he was shooting at a person that was a child molester or a convicted child molester, but I don't think he okay. shot that guy. He missed him and shot another dude. But I'm like, you're Kane Velasquez. Why are you shooting anybody? Just go pound his face into mush. Yeah, I haven't seen the whole story. I just saw in our, our uh, football group thread, I think Harper said, Kane Velasquez, he's a hero. So he must have uh, been going after the child molester. And if that's the point, don't let him off easy by shooting him. Beat the hell out of him. I know, right? Like, remember what George Carlin said we're supposed to do to guys like that? Like, you're not supposed to just shoot him. We got to have a halftime show for the Super Bowl. Come on. Yeah. I remember – I. I not to get off track, but George Carlin's take the four squared states and put a fence exactly around it. Right. And yeah. then you have the hole that opens up every so often to let the yep. offenders go into the other states. You remember what the states were? I think it's apologies to like Nebraska, New Mexico, and or no. It was uh, Nevada or Arizona. The four corners. Mexico, Utah. Utah, Colorado. The four corners state, yeah. Yeah, sorry, guys. Your states are now filled with uh, convicts, so it's all good. Only only the worst kind of convicts, though. Uh, That's, uh, man. Carlin was not a comedian. He was more of a philosopher. Is that fair to say? I would say so. I I wish he was alive in today's times. (laughs) Well, hey, real quick, uh, just we have the NFL Combine starting tomorrow. Uh, I'm actually excited for this. I don't know why. It's been a couple years since I've really looked forward to the Combine, but I I guess where, you know, the Bengals have actually had a good run here. It's got me more in tune to the offseason because now there's definitely things they have to address. But Speaking of things in the offseason that are going to get addressed, uh, Aaron Rodgers' news pops up like every day. And like we said, until Pat McAfee decides to tell us what's going on, we're just not going to know. But they, uh, the, the Packers uh, said that not a single team has reached out to them about trading for Rodgers. Now, is that you know true? Probably, because uh, the, the Packers don't have an owner. They're just going to tell you how it is. But is it because people are just waiting to see if his decision is even to come back or what? I mean, what do you think's happening there? I like they're waiting to see on his decision to say he's 100% playing next year, and then they make a few calls. I would be surprised if there hasn't at least been teams who, on their end of it, have uh, said, all right, here's what we would need to do, or their word's been put out, you know, this would be the minimum we'd take, you know, how those things always kind of go. 
Yeah, the, uh, the the one team that keeps getting mentioned is the Broncos, and I'm thinking if I'm Aaron Rodgers, why in the hell would I want to go play in the AFC West? So the AFC plays, in general, really. Yeah, if he plays anywhere other than Green Bay next year, then he's playing simply for the money and not because he really won't desperately wants to win a Super Bowl because if he stays where he is, Lions, meh, Bears, meh, Vikings, meh, you're going to win your division. <laughs> Brady's out of the NFL now. Russ is on a downturn as far as the Seahawks are, are down a bit. Are the Rams really going to be back where they were? See who they can retain. You're probably the one seed again. And what it comes down to is can you win in the playoffs? If you go to Denver, all of a sudden you play Mahomes twice a year, Herbert twice a year, Carr twice a year. I mean, I just don't think that's very smart. If I, if I were 38, 39, I'd want to stay where I have an easier path to guarantee <laughs> that I at least get to that point. Yeah, your your worst quarterback in the division is Derek Carr, who's a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. So there, yeah. that's all you need to know. The uh, the other quarterback rumor uh, mill that won't stop is Tom Brady. Like everybody just wants to keep talking about that. Did you hear uh, Bruce Arians' comments on on Brady? If you look up butthurt in the dictionary, there's going to be a picture of Bruce Arians. Man, is he that guy? <laughs> what do you? I say? heard that uh, five first rounds. I think is what I, I heard him say today. He, he's uh. He's so hurt is that where he would miss time during the week, left which was the offensive coordinator. Brady would get together. They would craft a game plan, and then Arians would come in and try to pick at this and pick at that, and he was out number two to one. We put this together. We're comfortable with it. So he lost some of his input, and he didn't like that. Yeah, and that's that's the that's the rumor is that he, there was kind of a a, a severed severance uh, between the relationship there, but it's not really been confirmed. It's just things like that, and and I was Dan Patrick said this today, and I just thought it was profound. That if if that's how they played, and that's how Brady played when they weren't getting along, what the hell would he do if they were getting along? You know, like yeah. is that even a story? But. You know, when they asked him if uh, there was a chance Tom Brady would play uh, somewhere else next year, he said, not a chance. Do you think we're stupid? Uh, yeah, his exact words were, that's bad business. So <laughs> taking picks for a guy who's not going to play for you is bad business? No, I don't think so. I think Arians is looking forward to a 5-12 and 12 season with Blaine Gabbard as his quarterback. And the other thing, you know, I saw, the, heard the comments, you know, he gets all the credit, and I think he just likes having his name out there. But as far as the the Super Bowl, he gets all the credit. But a lot of people had their hands in that. Yeah, they did. But a lot of those people who were there were there because of Tom Brady. Yeah, he you know, was like part Rock of the recruitment in. Look process. At the, the guys that you had that came back this year on one-year contracts just to try and win another one, they all did it because Brady was there, not because Bruce Arians was there. Nah, you're, you're absolutely right. So last question I got for you on the NFL before we wrap up tonight is I put a poll out there, and I, my answer was no, so I'm curious to see what you have to say. Will there be a quarterback, as far as you see right now, drafted in the top 10 this year? I don't see it for two reasons. I don't think the talent is there this year because I saw a report where uh, one of the NFL reporters said that he had been asked more about Mitch Trubisky than he has about any quarterback in this draft class. So I don't think there's one guy there who has that top 10 over-the-top and, you know, it could change at the combine or a pro day. I think you take the quarterback class being weak and you put it with look at the teams that are in the top 10. Like the Jets have two picks in the top 10. Are they taking a quarterback after taking Zach Wilson? The Giants, who originally said they were committed to Daniel Jones for another year, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. They've got two picks in the top 10 or 
each of these teams are projected to have two picks. Are they going quarterback? When you look at the teams picking in the top 10, it's more likely that a Pittsburgh would trade up for, say, a Malik Willis than any of the teams currently in the top 10 take a guy. Well, 60% of the people say that they are. there will be someone drafted in the top 10 because some idiot team always reaches. So I'm with you, though. I, I don't see it happening. Um, so uh, last uh, little thing, we got the big show tomorrow. Uh, so can't wait for everybody to get together. We got um, Marcus Ogden uh, coming on the show, which he, his brother is probably more recognizable being Jonathan, who is a Hall of Fame offensive lineman. But uh, Marcus has got a pretty unique story, so I'm excited to talk to him and uh, just try to get more football talk as we get closer and closer to the combine and the draft. And, you know, with all this stuff going on with the HBCUs out there, uh, you know, he went to Howard, so I'm curious to see what his thoughts are as he sees these other schools now starting to get, yep. you know, some momentum there. Uh, but um, outside of that, you know, I think that calls uh, calls the end of the show here tonight. Man, you got anything else before we wrap up? All I can say is that the first day of March, and we already had a buzzer beater, Charleston Southern want to tip in at the buzzer. So next week when we're doing these, I can't wait to talk some crazy. Uh, oh, March Madness, baby. March Madness. And, yeah. uh, you know, you might need to take a late lunch one day uh, next week because uh, we got Bob Picozzi coming back on the Ooh. show. Yeah. And Bob is my favorite guy in the world to talk to when it comes to March Madness. But Bob is extremely busy. And you can't bring him on when there's games taking place. You have to find a time in between. And that includes the first four. He's not going to miss anything. But he's going to be in Florida and somehow squeeze us in, like, just for a little bit. So I'm looking forward to getting Bob back on the show. Uh, for those that don't know, Bob covered uh, college sports, essentially, on ESPN. He was play-by-play guy for UConn basketball, uh, women's yep. basketball, for a long time. Uh, awesome guy, and I feel like we always hear an awesome story from a head coach every time we get him on. But that'll wrap us up. So I don't know. Maybe Ukraine will still be a country tomorrow when we talk. Maybe not. Uh, as the world turns, baby, that's what it's happening right now in 2022. The years go by, but things never change. It just keeps getting shittier each time. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. all right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for letting us drop into your earbuds, even just for a little bit tonight. We'll see you tomorrow on the big show. This is Chad the Mark with Biggie saying, see you next time. Have a good one and bye-bye. Bye-bye.